another episode of the Media Boat Podcast. I feel like we're missing a block. The Media... Are you missing a block? Yeah. A block? Yes. A block. I don't know what that means. Hi, it's me. What? An apple crate. So it's a delicious, delicious apple crate. No, we always have it too. (laughs) We're just... We we just have better posture this week. Uh, Speaking of posture... Speaking of posture, it's the Media Boat Podcast. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Uh, Today is March the 6th. It's officially March 2019. Yes, it was March as of last Friday. This is episode 165. If you don't know what the Media Boat Podcast is, we are a podcast that brings you news about movies, television, video games, and music, not necessarily in that order. And boy, do we have news for you. We have news. Uh, Not a whole lot of thoughts this week, but we do have news. Uh, So let's get rolling right into it. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. As we said, we have no thoughts today. We have nothing to think about. Actually, we do have some thoughts. Uh, did you listen to something? I listened to not one thing. I didn't listen to two things either. I listened to three things. What? Yes. We'll get there. <laughs> okay, we'll get there. Uh, that's, we wait until music for that. But first, But it's before time. we get to music, we start off every podcast with yes. movies. We talk about movies first, and we're starting movies, as always, with the weekend box office numbers. All right. So, what is number one? Still, number one, it's second week up at the top, How to Train Your Dragon, colon, The Hidden World. Yes. No, they're, they're doing a great job marketing that as yeah. not How to Train Your Dragon 3. They're even dropping that, even it though is. it is. It is. Uh, it's kind of like how, remember when Call of Duty 4 was just, it's mod- Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's like everybody knows it's Call of Duty 4. Well, it's like when they do that Iron Man 3. Yeah. It wasn't the number 3, it was spelled out 3. 3. Yes. 3. Uh, but this is How to Train Your Dragon 3. Uh, it's still number one with $30 million, adding to its $97 million domestic total. Well done. Well done. Uh, that actually makes it still number two worldwide as of 2019. Yeah. Um, Glass is still number one worldwide. Yeah, so far. At only $130 million? So yeah, this will easily overtake it. Just give it a couple more weeks. Yes. Or, if you want to look for this upcoming weekend, it'll overtake that. Probably. That'll overtake everything. Yeah. But we'll get get there. I'm getting ahead of myself here. What else is in the box office? Number two, uh, but just barely number two, uh, Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral. The newest Tyler Perry film. Yes, putting the fun in funeral. Sure. Is that the tagline? I hope it is. I wouldn't put it above it. Yeah. That's your number two movie this week with $27 million, just coasting right under the dragon. Um... So, yeah, I think those movies usually make money. Those movies have a specific audience in mind, and they can be released whenever they want, and people will go and see people them. people will go see them. Yeah. People yeah. like those movies. Uh, fighting, oh, sorry, Alita Battle Angel at number three with $7 million. That's up to $72 million That thing will not cross 100 no, domestically. No, it might not, now that I think about uh, it. Uh, number four uh, is Lego Movie 2. Coming in with another... Six million dollars, adding to a ninety-one million total. That will cross. That 100. will cross a hundred. And lastly, number five, fighting with my family, with four million dollars. That's at fourteen million domestic total. Yep, uh, that got a wider release, and unfortunately, that's not as wide as it's going to go because this upcoming weekend. Well, we're not there yet because first. Oh, yes, we had we had another a new release last week. When everybody else, when everybody uh, is asking, whenever she's off the screen, everybody should be asking, where's Greta? 
Who is Greta? What? Why is Greta? All of the above, really. That was a Simpsons reference. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that was a uh, Infinity War reference. Cool. Fair enough. But yeah, Greta. Uh, the movie Greta. Uh, way down in number eight. Yeah. Only four uh, million dollars. Not uh, great for Greta. No, not great for Chloe Grace Moretz either. All three of them. All, all, all three of them together. <laughs> but yes, the big news, we're burying the lead here, because of course, the big news in the box office this week is actually next week. Captain Marvel Captain is Marvel. out this week, <laughs> technically Thursday night showings, but properly Friday. I have my tickets for Thursday night, 7 o'clock. You're locked down. I'm locked in. Because otherwise, nobody will be able to get in on Thursday night. It's probably already sold out. Yes. Uh, so, so, we were looking that up, and it's basically all theaters are showing this weekend. Yeah. Literally, like, right. yeah. 80% of their screens are going to Captain Marvel's showtimes. They know They know how this works. Yeah. Yes, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, making her Marvel debut. Hey, let's bring her up here, because we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah, her in a bit. Yeah, let's talk about her. Uh, because she is also... In the news. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. She is, uh, Brie Larson is one of my favorite actors. She's also Captain Marvel is literally the only thing coming out this weekend, so we're not skipping new releases. No, we're not. That, that was your new release this week. Yes. And uh, you already knew that. And as such, it will definitely be number one at the box office. Yes. The question is, do we do prediction on how much it will make? Oh, God, I don't know. It's been low this year. I know. Uh, so, let's just make it easy. Will this be the first film... Of the year to top 100 million. It could do it. But I feel like the 80 range is safer. 80 is definitely the safe play. Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think, did 75? So how about this? Over under on 80. Where are you at? What do you want to take? I'm going to go over on 80. Okay, I'll I'll comfortably take the under. Um, Well, yeah, because it's going to flirt in the 90s, I think. Okay, in that case, do you want to up it to 90? Uh, That would be a little... More that's that's risky, a little more risky, yeah. Because that would be basically like, is this thing going to make 100 or not? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'd like to go over 90. Okay. All right, then I'll take the under 90. We'll see who wins next. I just like to think positive on this thing. But but just <laughs> seeing as how, how shoddy this year has been so far. Well, yes, but it hasn't been. But this there is hasn't a, been a movie like this. There hasn't been a movie like this. This is a Marvel movie. Yeah. This is a female lead film, and we saw what Black Panther did. So, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, because March is not February, but we'll see. Yes, but because I'm bringing all this up, it actually brings us right to our first story. Right, it does. So Brie Larson. Yes. Uh, with her movie premiering this week, she has been on press tour. As you do. Well, uh, she's calling people out as she is. Uh, as she does. <laughs> well, as she does in the past, but also totally warranted this time. Oh, yeah. Uh, she noted that her critics currently are predominantly white males. And it made a conscious choice to make sure her press days were more inclusive to all sorts of different kinds of people. This was instead, though, uh, unfortunately, because the internet is the internet, taken as, quote, an attack on white males, unquote, and as such, an attack on Mar- Captain Marvel's Rotten Tomatoes rating, which has taken a dive in the audience quotient. Yes, it's opened at 87 Dropped down to 82. I believe it's still dropping, um, but the film also hasn't been officially Real. widely released Yeah, yet. that's the thing, and this has actually started a conversation about, uh, in a few different places on the internet right now, about 
metrics like this and why they still matter and how mm -hmm. they still matter and this weird rule that allows people to comment and essentially review a movie that hasn't been released yet. Yeah. Um, there has been at least debates about whether Rotten Tomatoes should make a yeah. separate call of just will I see it, won't I see it, and yeah. not open reviews until a film is widely released. So I'm um, coming a little bit from... Um, uh, a, a podcast last week that I uh, listened to from the folks over at Waypoint. Okay. They were talking about this, and they were talking about something I didn't know about Rotten Tomatoes, is that Fandango owns them. Oh, yeah. They mentioned this because at some point Fandango introduced on their wet, on their website Rotten Tomato indicators next to ticket sales. Mm -hmm. And so they're basically say, like, talk, like talking about like how that can directly affect consumers buying tickets if they see a little icon next to it that says it's fresh or rotten. So as much as people would like to say, oh, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't doesn't matter, no one cares. It kind of does. It kind of does now. And so stuff like this, where people can review a movie that they haven't seen, is detrimental to the movie-going public as, whole, as a whole, especially if this, this trend of people caring becomes larger and larger. Right, but then that gets to a whole thing of how do you confirm someone actually saw a movie? And that's the thing, is if Fandango has the ability to technically do that, only, of course, for people who buy tickets through Fandango. And then that's the thing. That'd but be like, at crush. least they can then say next to certain reviews that this is a verified purchase. Right. Like an Amazon kind of thing. So the, the technology is there for at least Fandango customers. But yeah, there's no way they can metric this unless they want to be total creepers is possible but i hope they don't uh to verify other purchases but little by little it's you know it's baby steps but hopefully uh, maybe they'll wise up and be like yeah maybe we should not allow them to do that yeah. do you see any do you see any benefit to allowing people like not critics of course who get screeners of these things right but like random average rando to be allowed to review something before it comes out no because <laughs> well only people who see films before they come out yeah. are supposed to be critics. That's right. So that way they can get their word out before the film. So yeah. come Thursday when you see the paper, you know, when this thing originated <laughs> yeah. for critics. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, so I'm confused why this is still a thing, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Why, why are people allowed to do this? So, yeah. Uh, so it's tanking. Uh, Brie, of course. Brie Larson has been an outspoken advocate for a while for our diversity in media. And, of course, for the Me Too movement as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, not surprised uh, that she's taking this head on. Uh, but, yeah, further proof that... Well, she's headstrong like that. Yeah, she'll take you on. Yeah, she'll take on anyone. She'll take on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll uh, report back next week with uh, with thoughts. At least you will. I will. With thoughts about Mar uh, Captain Marvel. So, uh, yes. keep your ears open for that. Yeah. I will. And then I'll definitely have thoughts on... The overall cinematic universe, how this uh, will play out. Because people, so people have been reviewing this thing, basically saying, because Kevin Feige has come out and said Captain Marvel will be the strongest yeah. uh, character or superhero right. in the Marvel universe, Right. people are quick to jump on, why does it have to be a woman? What happened to the individual days? Why can't it be any of them? <laughs> like, I thought the Hulk was the all-powerful, almighty, indestructible. Sometimes I think that people... Uh, a certain of, amount of people out there just looking for something to complain about these movies. They're just, they're, they're just like trying to grab 
whatever the, the, the grasping at made whatever, of straw, <laughs> whatever straw they can get to make it seem like something is problem. Uh, the one that does stick though is why is it Captain Marvel being the first female superhero film for MCU yeah. and not Black Widow? It should have been Black Widow. Yeah, she should have gotten her own movie a long time ago. And no, but it's that, not Red Sparrow. No, but <laughs> that film is actually in production, so there yes. are steps it's there. It's happening, but yeah, it's weird that it took this long. All right, uh, next up in movie news, we have some casting bits for you. Yep, a uh, big old casting call, or rather, casting no call? Yeah, or like people leaving their positions. Uh, first up, Will Smith. Uh, decided that he wants none of that Suicide Squad money anymore. He has exited the sequel. Um, he has exited on terms of scheduling conflict. Okay. Um, they can definitely get around this by doing some story stuff where they take they take his character Deadshot out within the first five minutes, like he gets killed or yeah. kidnapped or whatever. Yeah. So, therefore, he's in the film, or his character's in the film, but he's not necessarily... In the film, he doesn't necessarily have to be the like a star, right? As he's going to, as he or basically anyone wearing the mask, yeah, of of Deadshot could be in the film, <laughs> and then bring him back in for the third one when that eventually happens because they will make seven hundred fifty million dollars. Oh boy, maybe we'll see. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not too surprised by this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, I don't see them actually recasting this. No. I see them doing some kind of clever writing, clever writing trickery, because if this thing will, does get a third, you kind of want Will Smith back for it. Because well, we'll that see. will definitely drive ticket sales. Yeah, but we'll see where it's, that story is at. at but we'll second. see. Well, who knows? Yeah. Maybe they'll kill it. Uh, the DCEU <laughs> is a giant mess. A mess. Uh, next up, Josh Brolin and Peter Dinklage are set to star in Brothers. Yes. Not to be confused with Step Brothers. No, Brothers, which yes. is uh, the next film from Ethan Cohen. Yes. Also, not to be confused with Brothers, the Jake Gyllenhaal film. Right. Or Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, the video game. Or Brother Bear. <laughs> <laughs> too much of a strike. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, what else? What else? Uh, Johnny Depp, no longer involved in the Universal Invisible Man film. I believe that was kind of hinted at when The Mummy failed last year. Yeah, and the basically Universal came out and said, yeah, we're not doing the, what was it called, the Dark Universe yes. anymore? Yes, the Dark Universe. The Dark Universe. Yes, with all the Remember monsters. That? Yes, Universal's all monster movie yeah. m- um, universe. Mayhem. Mayhem universe. Monster movie mayhem. Uh, yeah, that's no longer happening, so not surprised. Yes, also... I, I, I would be more surprised if this thing was still being made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, animation. No, don't you remember that set photo? The casting photo of everyone standing yeah. there in their suits. Yeah, that's going to age well. Oh. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, uh, do you ever, did you ever think you wanted an animated Scooby-Doo film? I always wanted an animated Scooby-Doo film. Maybe not in theaters. Oh, just direct-to-video? They've just, done plenty of those. Oh, yeah. I know they've done plenty of those. Those well, are fun. this sounds like a theatrical release, though. Okay. An animated Scooby-Doo film that will star Will Forte, Gina Rodriguez, and Tracy Morgan, among all people there, and uh, Frank Walker voicing Scooby-Doo, as I think he currently does in most incarnations. I believe, yes. I think he's current, um, the current voice. Well, he was Fred in the original 1970s. 
But then he's transformed into doing just the Scooby Doo. Oh, yeah. Now. I think uh, Matthew Lillard actually Man. does the animated voice for the TV for, series for Shaggy. Yeah, for Shaggy. Will sense. Forte will do the voice because, in this film because, because you can't get a uh, 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 Casey Kasem anymore. <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. This sounds okay. Yeah, uh, but I did look it up. Uh, or I did read Is the Gina article. Rodriguez. Um, uh, which uh, is uh, there's Daffy, Daffy and, and there's Velma. Yeah, pick one. Gina Rodriguez probably makes more sense as Velma. You're be correct. Okay, uh, she will be Velma. Uh, will will Forte, Forte Shaggy will be Shaggy. What? But that leaves <laughs> Chasey Morgan <laughs> as uh, yeah, I don't know as Captain Caveman. Who is Captain Caveman? Captain Caveman is one of <laughs> Hanna Barbera's other cartoons. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Based on that little information... That's all we know? This is... Captain Caveman is involved? One, Captain Caveman is involved. And two... And one, this Captain is, Caveman is a character that yes. I'm just finding out about. And three, this was actually <laughs> the first step in setting up the Hanna-Barbera oh, shared no. universe. No. Remember when we talked no. about that a year ago? <laughs> Last year we talked about yeah. how they wanted that? Yeah, and next year we're going to talk about just how we just talked about the Dark Universe. Now they shut it all down. Yep. <laughs> And the Pokemon universe, uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu universe too. Uh, Everything's a universe now. Everything's a shared universe because Marvel made ten billion dollars in counting. Okay, well that's it for movies, right. and I mean that's it for movies because movies are done if all of this happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Uh, that's it for movie news, which means uh, do you have any other spare quick thoughts? thoughts? Do you have, did you see any movies this week? No. Um. I, so my quick thought is that. Being that we're already completed two months of the year, I've seen maybe five films. Yeah, we're, you're behind. <laughs> I'm way behind. You're behind in your... But you'll, you always catch up in the summer. Well, yeah, because they release like four yeah. films a million, week in the summer. movies come out, so... Yeah. I wouldn't worry about your, your, your stats. My stats just yet. No. 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 I get slingshotted in the front, yeah. and then I get it all the awards stuff. The rest of the year. Yes, because yeah. I got to see all the awards films. But yeah, uh, I also did not see any movies this week. Yeah. So that means... That being said, I will somehow, throughout this year, see Glass and How to Drain Your Dragon 2 and um, the rom-com, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever the hell that is. Yeah, uh, Isn't It Romantic? Yes. I'll see those eventually. Eventually. But there is currently no urgency to go in the movies. No, definitely not. Uh, so uh, that, except Brie Larson calling my name right, to come yeah, see that's another, her. That's another story. Every, like I said, everybody's going to see that thing. Yes. Uh, but if you're not seeing movies, you might be watching some television. Okay. It's time to talk about television. We only start television with sports. Uh, kind of slow sports time right now. Yes. It's definitely a slow sports time. Um, but baseball is approaching. And it's approaching rapidly. By the end of this month, we will have baseball games being played. Yes. In fact, some could argue that there are baseball games being played right now. It's just spring training. Don't get too excited. Yes, it's spring training. <laughs> they're in um, Arizona or yeah. Florida. Or wherever they are. Warm weather. It's trying to warm, warm up. Warm weather places are. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, your favorite teams uh, might be making some headlines. 
uh, whether it's for winning uh, their first bunch of uh, spring training games, let's go Angels, <laughs> or uh, and, and foreshadowing the, their inevitable losses during the actual season, yep. or um, they might uh, you might be ta- uh, looking at some headlines about some players signing new contracts. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Manny Machado signing the biggest MLB yes. contract ever. Well, has that already been broken? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> All right, and it's none other than Mr. Bryce Harper. Uh, well-deserved, multiple all-star um, of the Phillies. I believe he has a World Series ring with them as well. Yeah. Uh, he decided to stay with the Phillies. Yes. Shocker. For, get, get this, $3 million. For how long, you ask? Wait, for how long? How much? $3 million. How much? $3 million. Three million smackers. Three million smackers. Ah. Is that a typo? That is a typo. How much is it really? Would you expect three millions for 13 years? That's, it seems small. <laughs> it does seem small, doesn't it? Is it 30? It It is more. Is it 300? That is the Albert Pujols deal. <laughs> that is the deal that Manny Machado got. 300 million for 10 years. Uh, so was... It is more. What should this say? It should say 315 million okay, 315. for 30... For three, <laughs> 13 years. You really needed that, that, that extra number. Yes, I do kind of need that. 3 million dollars <laughs> for 13 years, as you said. Yes. With Phillies. But it does answer the question, how much would you have to pay someone to live in Philly? How much would you have to pay somebody to look at the fanatic all the time? That's another <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, uh, well, it'd be less than playing to look at Gritty for it all the time. <laughs> hey, I'll look at Gritty any day of the week. You just put me in front of Gritty, I will look at Gritty. <laughs> I will look at some Gritty. Um, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's, it's so, a lot yeah. of money. $315 million. Yes, $315 million for 13 years. Uh, it's a lot of money. However, he'll perform. What he'll perform to this, like, bidding war contract is not over, as Mike Trout's contract will be yes. coming up soon, and he will then, for sure, have sure the most, break that record. Break that record. Uh, can, can they, can, can, well, can, can, can they afford him? Afford him? I don't think they can, can. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think he's gone? Um, yes. Wow. Bold predictions here. It'll be interesting to see if your doctor disagrees after having talked to her over last weekend about this. Uh, Briefly, they, they can't afford. It. Not she, after she this. seemed to assume that she, he was going to stick around. Well, yes, but not after being seen this being paid. Yeah, maybe not. Plus, he's from Philly. If they could pay that Ooh. to him, can as they well? play, pay that for two? No, they can't. <laughs> no, no, they can't. Not. No, it's like um, the entire budget. Well, so <laughs> the idea is that he'll get Albert Pujols' contract plus uh-huh. bonus. Okay. Because our pools was two hundred fifty million for ten years. Yeah. But he that contract ends in two thousand twenty one or twenty two. Got it. So he's gonna be out by next year though. They, so. These these teams are really writing checks that they can't cash. Yeah. <laughs> but if they bring in the the fans and the ring. Uh, speaking of bringing people in. I, I brought this up to to your, your doctor as well. Okay. I am going to do my darndest. I'm going to try to follow the Angels this season. Okay. I'm going to pay attention to baseball. I said I was going to at least think about it last year, and I watched some games mm-hmm. last year, and I was like, you know what? I could commit to this. I'm going to commit. 
Okay. I'm going to do it. Well, you did enjoy playing MLB The Show. Yes, and there will be a new one of those pretty soon here. Yes. Um, um, I would say the cover was announced, and I'm forgetting who it is. Oh, I didn't see this. Okay. But, but yeah, um, so I'll, I'll do my darndest to at least uh, kind of know what's going on. There are a lot of games, though. I'm not going to watch every single one of them. I'm not a masochist. So, we'll Yet. see. Yet. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it's been a while since I've paid attention to a sport. A sport. I fell off of football hard. It just does not interest me at this point. That's okay. Um, it only comes around once a year. <laughs> yes, I know that works. <laughs> Anyway, That's how seasons work. <laughs> That's how seasons work. All right. So let's move out of sports unless you have anything else to add in sports real quick. Uh, not. Anything else going on? This week. I'll have stuff next week. Okay. Um, NBA is slowly wrapping up. The yes. Lakers are yes. not out of it just yet, but well. <laughs> there's like a 1% chance they can make the playoffs. That's okay. LeBron James has uh, other... It has his uh, things dipped into other uh, other uh, careers. And you I'll know, get to that later in the podcast. Well... You know, if he doesn't have to play in June, then he can rest up and perform, not necessarily on the court, yes, but on a green screen. Yes, which he will be. Which he definitely will be. That's or why say, like, like I hinted at, or a recording studio, but I'll get to that later. Oh, we'll wow. get to that one later. All right. Uh, so, let's move on then from sports into proper television news. Our first story. Well, you like Bones. Um, like, on Ribs? No, I mean, like, the television series Bones that aired on Fox for about ten years. Oh, I watched maybe two episodes of that thing. Yeah. I liked what I saw, but not enough to keep me interested. But it was the thing that just kept going. It kept going. They just uh, kept getting renewed. It was, it was the, like, okay, yeah. like, okay, time for renewal? All right, yeah, sure, Bones, keep going. Tell us when you want to stop. Well, guess what has been also long-running? Fox screwing people over? Basically, a long-running legal <laughs> battle around the show. An arbitrator has issued a 66-page ruling, which concluded that Fox executives lied, cheated, and committed fraud at the expense of the show's stars. $200 million was awarded after Fox President Peter Rice, Fox TV, TV CEO Dana Walden, and Fox TV Chairman Gary Newman, quote, appear to have given false testimony in an attempt to conceal their wrongful acts, unquote, and, quote, exhibited a company-wide culture that enveloped an aversion for the truth, unquote. The origin of the lawsuit, by the way, if you're wondering where all this stems from... Where does all this stem from? Did Bones go off, like, two years ago? Well, here's what happened. The origin of the lawsuit comes from the show making $500 million, and James Murdoch calling it perhaps the most profitable show in Fox's history. To the series being calculated as a money loser, though, internally, and thus not sharing profits at all with stars or the creators. So This doesn't I'm, seem to add up. Now, I'm no mathematician here. No, but you're but, a mathematician. Yes, but that's only on the weekends. Yes, for kids. kids' parties. It's just for kids. Right. Um, hey, sometimes <laughs> the best kind of surprise is... <laughs> Okay. Anyways. Right. Anyways uh, <laughs> I'm no mathematician. Let me get that kind of the way. But. But if a show is making $500 million, that is nowhere near a, a, a loss of a profit. Right. Ever. Even if you count, even if each episode was a million dollars, you don't yeah. have 500 episodes over <laughs> 10 seasons. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. 
but yeah, so what was actually happening? What was actually happening? Well, there's trickery behind the scenes, as you might have assumed. No, Fox from Fox a- executives? I know. Trickery? Fox attempted to negotiate lower rates for licensing the show's streaming, streaming sites by comparing it to something lower performing like Fringe instead of something more popular like House. Well, this was definitely more in the wheelhouse of House. Yes. As it went on for 12 seasons. Basically, they lowballed the streaming networks. And okay. basically, it was like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. So, put this in perspective, real briefly though, uh, this was negotiated back in 2010. Right, before streaming became the juggernaut that it is now. Right, so Bones was actually five, four or five years into its season. Probably seasons. at that point, yeah. And so, you know, you don't know how long a show is going to last. But when you have such a vocal fan base, and it's one of the highest rated on your network, and people constantly watch it. Yeah, you kind of have more to lean on, since it's a more popular uh, type of show. Therefore, a kind of a fan favorite, but not necessarily a critic favorite. Yeah, or critic favorite, but not a fan favorite. Where it was fringe. Right, right, right. But yeah, um, this goes back as far as even two thousand nine. Back when this legal stuff had originally started, uh, there was a negotiation where the, 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 the stars wanted more money, and Fox was like, eh, no. Uh, yeah. Basically decided, <laughs> basically told them that they were like, hey, we're going to pull the plug if you guys ask for more. Yeah. Um, that wasn't the case. No. Well, so that was the case for Fox executives basically making this this deal to the executive saying, yeah. we're not going to give you, we can't give you more money, but if you threaten to sue for more money, we'll just cancel the show. Well, that's why paper trails are involved. Right. And with memos comes, you know, the truth. So, yeah. Ultimately, uh, fact of the matter, Bones was never going to be canceled. <laughs> they never had actual teeth behind that threat. They wanted the show to continue. Uh, but eventually it did, because it assumed it would run its course, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, but yeah, the attempt was always to continue. Uh, even after all this backroom dealing, though, Rice and Walden, uh, two of the executives that we mentioned earlier, are probably going to end up in top spots after the Disney merger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, as we've noted on this podcast several times, yeah. kind of a tough story running here. Disney is still buying Fox. It's still happening. Even after all this. Even after all this. I mean, this is small potatoes when you give it as such a, like, a large corporate view. But still, it sucks to be the people who, your stars, your Emily Deschanel's it's, in it's this situation. It's funny to bring up small potatoes. Want to know how small $200 million is to Fox? Uh, probably pretty small, considering how much money they have. It is uh, 0.6. <laughs> Percent oh, of their revenue. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that just puts you especially how large the billion dollar is, and then how large the hundred of billion dollars that oh, this yeah. thing is making or that it's being sold for. Crazy. 0.6 percent. Yeah. But guess what? We're not done talking about bones. Oh no, we're not talking about because our second story. The second story is also is about also bones. about bones. Remember how I said that the streaming networks got lowballed? Well, here <laughs> is that story. So Hulu, Fox attempted to negotiate lower rates for licensing the show to streaming sites, like we mentioned, 
by comparing it to Fringe rather than House. Something that was very, very different. <laughs> uh, this went back far as 2010 when parent companies Hulu, as you mentioned, would keep their streaming numbers from showrunners. Things were different back then, and producers as to not be properly compensated. It was different. It was the ball game hadn't changed. Right. Like, they weren't taking it seriously yet. It was also something new, something untapped. People didn't know how much streaming was going to affect not only live numbers, yeah. but repeat viewer numbers. And not only that, but Fox owns, still owns, and did own 30% stake in Hulu. Yeah, they still had that 30% stake. Yeah, which mean, which meant that they were allowed to exploit streaming rights and license those rights without much of anything returned. They, they basically had part of the pot. And they're, they're basically negotiating with themselves. Like, yeah. oh, I'll pay me $100 to keep doing this thing I can do for free. But I have to make this a payment so that way, it, one, it's on the books, and two, I can show it to the producers and showrunners like, hey, this is what we got for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, this resulted in a breach of obligation to distribute the series in good faith. Does this mean it's been pulled? Um, no. No, not yet. Not it yet. Might. It might be. Fox had to defend being on both sides of the same transaction. Um, like Bones, I said, negotiating with yourself. Yeah, Bones, by the way, ran from 2005 to 2017. And when the deal was made to Hulu in 2010, it did include future profits. That was never discussed in negotiations. Uh, yeah, because Fox owns a portion of Hulu, <sighs> all those uh, future profits, because as we mentioned... They knew the show wasn't getting canceled. Yeah. They kind of made that deal, which you're not, you don't make that deal on any type of show ever. Because you never know, stars happen, showrunners happen, ins and outs of politics. But if you know that a show's going to go on for 10 plus years, if you know that you're purposely misguiding the showrunners or the producers or even the lead actors on what's going on. And if you know all this, like, lying deceit that's going on, that just leads for a bad work environment. Yeah. Which, going into the Disney-majority era of Hulu is very interesting now because those same people may be making some decisions... Of a similar nature, and could the corruption continue? Yeah, maybe. Maybe scary stuff, but we'll see what happens later that this year when that all comes to fruition. Right. Uh, do note, uh, like huge asterisk note yeah. on this thing. No one's going to jail. It's just a no. fine. They're just getting just paid. Fines. Yeah, just legal, legal stuff. Yep. All right. Let's move on. All That's right. it for television news, which means we get to talk about cancellations and renewals. Uh, before we do that, we have to talk about our thoughts first. Did you watch anything new on television <sighs> this week? Yes. Um, this was going to be our... Well, this happened today, but... Uh, thoughts. The Jeopardy All-Star Tournament. I haven't finished it yet. Okay. I won't tell you what happens. I already know, because I follow Ken Jennings on Twitter and he spoiled it. Of course he did. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, I'm really enjoying watching it. It's fun. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting concept. Um, I hope they do something like this again. Yeah. The only thing is, is we need to talk about something else about Jeopardy right now. That's why I bring it up. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, yes. We don't uh, have this on the news, but yes, it was breaking news today. Yes, as of like six hours ago, I want to say. Alex Trebek 
Yes. Uh, host of the show for over 30 years now. Uh, well, he's going on some hard times medically. Uh, this is not his first bout. No. But this does well, seem to be like his works. last. Uh, uh, he's been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, not just cancer, pancreatic cancer. Stage four. Stage four, uh, which is a 1% chance of survival. Uh, do note that this type of cancer is what also took Steve Jobs. Right. Uh, to give you an idea of how unwinnable? Yeah. I don't want to say that. What the, yeah. what the, the, the rate is of sur- survivability. Right. Which Alex is aware. Uh, he released a statement today directly to Jeopardy fans mm-hmm. where he was very open and um, transparent about it, where he just straight up told everybody what was going on. But he says that he has um, belief that he's going to fight through this as much as he can. Mm-hmm. He uh, wants to be one of the people who survive. He really thinks that he can and will will try as hard as he can to do so. And if anybody can get a, a top-tier medical care, it's going to be Alex Trebek. So. Well, we all know Alex Trebek has the answers. <laughs> he's just looking for the right questions. Looking for the right questions, it really is. Uh, so yeah, uh, of course we are the Bebo Podcast big fans. We hope uh, that uh, he has nothing but um, good, uh, g- good uh, yes. attention paid to this, and I hope that nothing goes wrong. And I hope ultimately maybe he does come out on the other end of this. But at the same time, though, we understand that cancer, yeah, it's pretty rough, yep. and uh, most of the times it doesn't work out. So. We have, though, 30-plus years of amazing television that this man has given us. Right. Uh, not only that, we have an idea of who could replace him. I mean, yeah, that, that, that is the conversation, kind of what the conversation will eventually turn to. I don't know if it's where we should be talking about it quite yet. No, but uh, as we reported last year, uh, when yeah. he renewed his contract, yeah, um, that he did have an idea of who could replace him. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. But we'll see. Uh, we won't share that here because he's not done. It's just bad timing because, yeah, yeah, he's not done. He's obviously going to – as soon as, as knowing him, and this is basically what he said over the years, is that as long as he's able to do it, he still wants to do it. Oh, yeah. That's why he signed that contract for another three years is that as long as he's able, willing and able to stand up there and on stage and read the clues, he's going to. So this is not goodbye quite yet, but it may be a goodbye at some point. So we'll yeah. see. Oh, that'll be a sad day when yeah, that happens. Yeah, a really sad day. The last episode. be a sad one. Oh, Not to bring everybody the back. The idea of what if it happens the... before. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't give it a proper farewell. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully they'll figure something out. Have yeah. Like a good a goodbye special for him. All right. Well, we need to move on, though. Yes. Anything else that you watched this week? Oh, uh, yes. I watched The Mass Singer. That thing has concluded. It's ended. Yes. T-Pain. Yes. The monster. Uh, yes, T Pain apparently sings better than Gladys Knight. According to the According audience, to the, audience. Uh, the mass singer. <laughs> the specific area. Yes. Um, T Pain is your winner, or the monster is your winner, which was T Pain. Um, it's, as I said when I reviewed it, it's just dumb enough to where I enjoyed it. It's dumb. But it is still a yeah. dumb show. It is still renewed for a second season. I'm not surprised. Enough people, it, it spurred on enough talk. Yeah. Where people were just like, what the hell is this? Like, and, and like, that it, I'm not surprised it's coming back. No. I mean, it's the new celebrity reality show, basically. For now. 
Okay. <laughs> B-list celebrity, I guess, show? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, if you don't want to dance with Dancing with the Stars, you can karaoke on Mass Singer. Oh, and yeah, and if you if you care, uh, by the way, we're not watching it, but American Idol's back. Uh, season 2 started. Sorry, season 2 on the ABC run started uh, last week. It's currently happening, I believe, right now. No one cares, Luke Bryan. But no one cares about Luke Bryan, so we're not watching it this year. Uh, I refuse. As long as Katy Perry is still on that show. <laughs> like, I'm over it. Can't do it anymore. Uh, uh, so, yeah, anything else so we can finally move on? Oh, no, I, I think I'm done. Okay, good. I still haven't watched Russian Doll. <laughs> That's okay. Let's move on, then. Uh, that's it for television. Thoughts? So that moves on to cancellations renewals. All right. What is I? What do I no longer get to see on my TV? Well, not on your TV, uh, because you didn't subscribe to CBS All Access. But if you did subscribe to CBS All Access, you would know that they're bringing back Star Trek Discovery for a third season. That is critically acclaimed. People who have seen it loved it. People loved it. People like it. Meanwhile, on Fox... Uh, do note that this is in conjunction to the uh, Jean-Luc Picard series that they're doing as right. well. Right, will be separate. Those are two separate things. Uh, meanwhile, on Fox, Love Connection. Cancelled after two seasons. Uh, the upcoming second yeah. season is its last season. Got it. Usually you note that. You didn't this time. Well, I'm noting it now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean on the notes. Oh, yes. Uh, Cinemax. Well, because well, normally we know that if it's in season, right. but yeah. I, I don't know well, what that is. No one knows what it is. I don't know what the connection is. I, I think that's the Andy something. Andy Cohen love oh, connection that thing, thing on okay. Fox. Now I know what you're talking about. Yes. Strike Back over on Cinemax. Yeah, that's a show. Yeah, that's a show that's been on for quite a while. Renewed for a seventh season. Okay, I didn't realize it was that long. But <laughs> but also getting a seventh season, something that we are very aware of. Brooklyn Nine-Nine on NBC is renewed. So they'll be getting a, yet another season. Uh, are you staying up to date on that? Yes, I am up to date on okay. that show. Still good. Uh, maybe not as good, but still good. I mean, the the, the formula still works. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know whether that show needs a seventh season is kind of where like I felt about it last season is how I feel about it this season where it's like yeah you could do more of this is it hitting like, the Parks and Rec thing? do you really need to? no because the Parks and Rec thing I think yeah maybe it went on one season too, more, too much this is going on for like now two maybe three seasons too much <laughs> so yeah we'll see what happens but uh it's still an enjoyable show. I still will watch it because it's funny. Mm-hmm. Its jokes are consistent. It's just that these characters, we've, we've seen everything that they have to do. Although I did really like uh, some of the stuff they did this season with uh, the goodbye to the Chelsea Peretti character. You're right. That stuff the four was really seasons. Good. Yeah, that stuff was really good. But. Or four movements. <laughs> yeah. uh, also on NBC, uh, there's another sitcom that's getting renewed. Superstore getting a fifth season. Uh, apparently, Mark likes that show. Uh, a lot of people don't like this show. Yeah. Which I don't quite understand why. But, hey, it must have enough viewers to last for five seasons. So, there you go. I watched through the first two. It was fine. Yeah, I didn't care for it at all. It was, uh, but that's it. It was just fine for me. Then, uh, one last thing that I need to uh, that we need to fact check here. I saw rumblings today on Twitter right before uh, this podcast started that... Arrow on the CW might finally be done. Okay. Which wouldn't surprise me if that was true. That, I mean, that has gone on for quite a, a while. Time. 
So yeah, uh, I don't know if that's verified or not, uh, but maybe next week we'll know for sure. We'll, we'll, see. We'll, we'll definitely know for sure next week. All right. Well, that's it for cancellations and renewals. We do have one death we have to talk about. Yes. Uh, I don't believe I put it down. You did. Oh, I did. Okay, there's a second death then. Oh, there's two deaths, so we need to talk about that. Yeah. But the one that I uh, was aware of uh, that's written down here, and it's very sad, uh, Luke Perry, uh, of course, most famous in his uh, younger days as an actor in Beverly Hills 90210. Yep. Uh, famous kind of teen heartthrob back in the day, even though he was in his 20s. <laughs> most most teen <laughs> heartthrobs are on the 20s. Uh, but then um, uh, most recently uh, was uh, Archie's dad on Riverdale. Oh, that's where he was. Yeah, I wonder why Riverdale was on here. Right, yes, he's Archie's dad okay. on that show. Um, but yes, beloved by many uh, across generations. Uh, just seemed like an all-around good guy. Uh, he seemed like all his celebrity friends have, um, uh, are, that are mourning him right now have been very uh, amiable uh, with the memories that they have of this guy. It seems like nobody really has anything bad to say about him. Uh, seems like really good stand-up dude. Uh, of course, he uh, suffered a stroke a couple weeks ago. Uh, he was in recovery from that. And ultimately, uh, you know, sometimes this, this happens. And it didn't quite, he didn't quite recover. Uh, so, yeah, uh, of course, we our hearts go out to family and friends and co-stars co and people who now have to rework shows around his characters. It's just going to be a crazy rest of the year for everybody involved i'm sure i'm especially curious what they do with riverdale he's a kind of pivotal character in there um so yeah we'll see uh but yeah big loss well, what was the other one you had the other one i had is uh is a music one prodigy oh. frontman yes. Yes, keith well. flint uh dead at 49 right yeah young uh, yes. both these guys young uh luke Perry is 52 by the way great but yeah yeah Pro prodigy frontman uh, also, also passed. Rough week. Yep. Those are the two big ones this week. And that means now we're done talking about deaths. It's time to talk about deaths of your earlobes because, or your ears, because it's time for music. And that means it's time for some Ariana Grande chart topping stuff. You would think. You'd think that, but this I actually week, saw. Neither of the number ones are, are, are Ariana this week. So. I know. I was surprised when I saw this news. It was like. A shocker. Yep. A breath of fresh air. You could say that. Yes. But not I'll, really. More like a breath of stale air, because this stuff has been hanging out for a while. Yeah, but at least it's not like diving to a deep end of music. Yeah. It's, it, we could stay in the shallow end. In fact... And that's where we begin. That's where we begin. Yes. As the Billboard Hot 100, your singles begins with number one, Shallow. Shallow. Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper... To which Brad Cooper can now say, suck He's got it. a number one record. I have a number one record now. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Uh, number two is Seven Rings by Ariana Grande. Yep. Three, Without Me by Halsey. Yep. Four, Sunflower by Post Malone and Sway Lee. Yep. And breaking into the top five yes. as your only newcomer in this jumbled mess. Already here. been on the chart, but this is moving up the chart. Yep. Middle Child by J. Cole. J. Cole, having a moment right now. Yep. Uh, but not as big as the one as Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Yes, because... Because for your Billboard 200, they have the top album uh, with A Star Is Born. Uh, number two, we have Thank You, Comma Next by Ariana Grande. Number three, Drip or Drown 2 
by Gunna. That's your favorite, your favorite, uh, formerly of, was what was it, Drip Harder? Yes, Drip Harder, Gunna. Uh, number four, Father of Four by Offset. And number five, Bohemian Rhapsody, Yes, the, the soundtrack. Track. You missed, uh, the, the Offset record is Father of Four, because it's written on all caps. Oh, it is written on all caps. <laughs> well, there's no exclamation point, so I don't yell it. Father of Four! Okay, it's fine, the text is yelling at me. That's I'm not yelling. physically yelling. All right, well, tell me, what am I listening to this week? Oh, uh, you're going to be listening to, well, I don't know what you're listening to. <laughs> Here we go. But, here are the new releases. Here are the new releases. Because you could be listening to, this upcoming Friday, Amanda Palmer with There Will Be No Intermission. Oh. That sounds like a double album. Yeah, when will I get snacks? Uh, you had to do that beforehand, before the previews. Okay. Then you miss the previews. So yeah. just get to the theater early. Yeah, don't miss the 20. Yep. Oh, the 20 is so good. But we're not talking <laughs> about the 20. We're talking about who releases the music. Uh, with uh, Towns Van Sant with Sky Blue. Buck Cherry. Yes, that Buck Cherry. With Warpaint. Ditto, uh, the band, not the Pokemon. With Still On My Mind. It's not Ditto, it's Dido. Dido. Ditto. Dido. Ditto. Okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> Flight of the Concords. Yes, those Flight of the yeah, Concords. With Live in London. So, a live album? Yes. Cool. Uh, Foles with Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost. Part one. <laughs> yes. Uh, all mu- uh, uh, Metacritic said that, that the uh, part two is due in the fall. <laughs> In case you're wondering. In case you're wondering when part two is going to come out. <laughs> uh, we also have. Helado Negro with This Is How You Smile. Oh, okay. He... Like that. Uh, we also have Juice World <laughs> with A Death Race for Love. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed really hard when I saw that name. <laughs> Juice World. Well, also The Death Race, the death race for, for Love. love. <laughs> uh, we. That's not all. We have Meat Puppets with Dusty Notes. Yeah. Patty Griffin with self-titled Patty Griffin. Uh, Sasami with self-titled Sasami. Yep. <laughs> and lastly, Stella Donnelly <laughs> with Beware the Dogs. Yep. Those are your new releases. Alright. But we need to talk about not necessarily a new band, but an old one. Yeah, we do. Um uh, couple of them got married, but some of them are actually coming back as well. No bonus though. Uh, no, no bonus, Jonas. We're talking about the Jonas Brothers. Joe Bros. Uh, I do believe they are still Jonas's, and they are still brothers. Yep. So therefore, <laughs> so the band still works. Let's check out. <laughs> Turns out. Well, after ten years of brotherly, after brotherly love gave way to separate ways, where they went on to do their own solo careers or joining bands like uh, DNC. Did he? Did he join or did he create it? Oh, he may have created it. May have created it. Yes. And Nick Jonas enjoying his top, his chart topper, Bacon. Bacon. Our favorite. Our favorite Bacon over here. Bacon. (laughs) Yeah, put some bacon on it. Oh, shit. Put some (laughs) bacon bacon on it. (laughs) While you're having cake by the ocean. Yeah. Yes. All at the same time. (laughs) Well, anyways, the world is getting a bonus Jonas moment. (laughs) Bonus Jonas moment. There is a bonus Jonas, but he's not not involved in this. As the Jonas Brothers comeback single and video, Sucker, premiered. On Friday morning. Uh, the song itself ditches the rock and roll rooted power pop of the brothers uh, par- that the brothers parlayed in the 2000s 
for something squarely in line with the R&B-oriented pop of Nick Jonas's solo career and Joe Jonas's stint yeah. in, as for mentioned, DNCE. Uh, although it's clean enough uh, that it's almost as if their Disney Channel series never really ended. <laughs> um, I'm guessing this means that they're not really cursing, they're not doing anything yeah, yeah, yeah. sexual. This is a have you clean heard this? album. Have you heard this thing? I've not heard this thing. I've heard the single. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's pretty middle of the road. It's it's kind of it's 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 kind of happy. It's 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 got a nice little hook to it, but it's not like amazing. It's not like I was like, oh man, I need to listen to this all the time. But it's fine. So who had the better comeback, Jonas Brothers or Backstreet Boys? Jury's is out, still out. I'll wait until I listen to it whole album. Okay, so you want do you want a Jonas like album? Comparison. It'll happen. Okay. There'll probably be a two or two. I'm sure there will be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you get the brothers back together. You might as well. Might as well. Do a tour. Do a tour. People will go see them. People will. All right. Name that tour. Uh, the Suckers Back. I don't know. <laughs> Sucker Brothers? Sucking you. No. <laughs> Oh, let's move on. All right, moving on. Uh, one of our favorite days is coming up. Yeah, well, not one of my favorite days. I have mixed feelings about this thing. Yes, but record store day last week or last year when we brought this up. Yes, record store day is coming up. Record store day, uh, where you get to go to a record store and buy records if you want. If you want, no one's making I mean, you. You can do that anytime you want. Yeah, you can technically do that any day. Uh, but this is when uh, uh, labels uh, and artists will make special things that you can only get on this day. Well, that day happens to be April 13th, mm-hmm. fast approaching, and the lineup for this year's uh, Brick and Mortar Blowout has just been unveiled. Yes. Uh, with 394, that's right, almost 400, 394 mostly vinyl exclusives. Uh, most of these are limited edition releases. Hitting for that day only. Yeah. Um, helping lead the charge into the stores are archival works uh, finding their way into wax for the first time from Bob Dylan. Yes, that Bob Dylan. Yeah. Prince, Pink Floyd, The Grateful Dead, Elvis Presley, Elton John. Yes, that Elton John. Bill Evans, John Lennon, Roxy Music, Jeff Buckley, R.E.M., and many others. If these all sound familiar, <laughs> they should. These are some of the top artists of the past decades. So there are also, of course, new things also happening at uh, Record Store Day. But this uh, little uh, blurb in the new news would be way too long if I had included that <laughs> list as well. So I just included the Legacy Acts because you would know who they were. Right. And <laughs> if you have a uh, chart table, yeah. this would be a good time to go out and get these Limited edition uh, yes, finals. As long as you're ready to kind of fight some crowds, because this is usually a contentious day. So. And if you don't want to fight the crowds, pay double on eBay. Yeah. Or don't. Support your local record stores. Yes, indeed. Okay. All right. What else do we got in um, music? Or is uh, that it for music news? That's all I have for the musical news. Did you listen to anything this week? I I haven't. I've been slacking on music. That's okay. I picked up your slack because I listened to three records this week. Okay. Well, let's start off at the top with Solange's, yes, of Beyonce's sister fame. Yes, Solange. Uh, when I Get Home. 
So Solange uh, surprise released this. Uh, she announced uh, kind of Thursday day of last week uh, that there was going to be a new uh, a new album uh, released by her at midnight. That turned out to happen. Uh, full a full uh, new uh, record. Uh, it's noted that her last record, A Seat at the Table, was Pitchfork's number one uh, album in uh, 2016. Yes, that was critically acclaimed. Wow, yes. is that three years ago? That was three years ago. Wow. Uh, so yeah, this time, uh, it's it's a little different this time. It's kind of her ode to Houston, uh, where she grew up and where her family is from. Uh, and yeah, it's got, it incorporates a lot of that kind of like this uh, uh, Texas-born R&B sound that we're hearing a lot more of now. She's invited several different rappers on here to to collab with. It's a very chill vibe throughout. It's one of those records where each song kind of bleeds into the other, so it's just a chunk of like of, of music instead of being like specific tracks. It all blends well. It's very relaxing. Listen, it's very good. I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, if you're looking for something to chill out to. This is definitely uh, the the probably the best version of that this year. Okay, I may listen to that. Yeah. When I get home. When you get home. <laughs> uh, next up, though, and an artist that actually appears on the salon record, Two Chains. Two Chains. So we did note uh, this was a new uh, album coming out from Two yes. Chains. Yes. Is there a new birthday song? No. Oh. So Two Chains has apparently, and this apparently this transformation started last year. But I did not listen to the the album that he put out last year. But if I had, I would have known that he's a slightly different kind of artist than he used to be. Two Chains, of course, used to be in the kind of ludicrous school of punchline rap. Yes, he used to uh, be. I could rely on a Two Chains verse to be like, oh, oh man, that pun was. Ugh. <laughs> uh, and it was always funny. It was always hilarious to listen to a Two Chains verse. Two Chains though is getting serious, and this is his most serious record yet. It's very much uh, autobiographical. There's a lot of stories about his upbringing, his days of drug dealing. There's one song in particular that basically lists all his former, like, all these famous rappers used to be his, his former, like, like, people who he sold to. Like, naming them by name and saying, like, yeah, I used to meet so-and-so down near the blah-blah-blah and sell him some stuff. Like, just straight up saying it. Is like just the the, the the just the confidence in that, uh, but uh, a couple of other notable things about it. There's one song I think that you should check out. I actually think you should listen to this. You, you there might be uh, enough stuff in here to keep you interested. Yeah. One song that I thought was really neat uh, called NCAA. Of yeah. course, it is about college football. He uses kind of he juxtaposes his own story of being a college football star, and hence the name. Choosing to be a rap star instead of going to the NFL. That's what rap or go to the league means. Uh. He was apparently a huge star in his college. He debated about being a football player and trying out for the NFL or pursuing his rap career. He, of course, pursued rap. But the song kind of juxtaposes that at the same time about talking about how the NCAA belittles its its athletes and doesn't give them what they're worth. Well, no, they're not worth a whole lot because <laughs> NCAA is a scholarship. They, they don't take money from this. Yeah, sure. So, anyways, you can see where uh, Two Chains falls on that argument. Oh, no, I think most people fall on that argument the same way. But he got co-signed from uh, a very famous athlete, though, because... 
This record is produced by none other than the aforementioned LeBron James. And that's where he comes in on that's this. That's where he comes in on this. So he is officially a record producer. Uh, uh, in addition to being a, else. a restaurateur, actor. actor uh, you know, yeah, basketball. Bas- right? Sure. Basketball player, philanthropist, billionaire. Yeah. Um, Good-looking dude, I guess. So yeah, LeBron Model. would know a few things. Uh, would probably know a few things about being paid to be a professional athlete, and um, they had some credence to to change his theory about how these college kids, you know, maybe need some money. Uh, briefly on that, there is talks of the NBA lowering its age. I heard that to uh, 18. 18, which was apparently where it used to be. Yes, and was changed at some point. It was changed to, to basically. Increase the play in the, the, the NCAA. Yeah. In NCAA, so yeah. you have to go to college, and that's where the phrase "one and done" came from. But no, they go for one maybe year not for back. too much longer. Yeah, we may be reverting back and having a new LeBron James out of yeah. high school, seeing as he's yeah. basically going to retire in Probably. ten years when his contract's up. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was an interesting, uh, uh, interesting uh, uh, approach for two chains. It's very, like I said, very serious, very autobiographical. Not what I expected, and I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, but lastly, I talked about something I did not enjoy. Yes, we have to talk about LeBron's play on the court. I am not enjoying no, it this year. No, 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 worse. Okay. I have to talk about Weezer again. All right, so we have the Teal album. That was the... Covers. Covers album. But, but that was just preamble for this. Yes. The proper new Weezer album. The, the black. black album. Or it's Weezer. But it's... The black God album. black cover, so yeah. It's how album. they always do their records. Yes. Well, not always, I guess. How they do some of the records, which is, we're going to call it self-titled, but really it's the color. <laughs> so the Black Album, well, hey, remember in the 2000s when Weezer was like, yeah, we're kind of not digging the like the, the, the rock that we used to do. We're kind of a poppy band now. This is the Weezer that shows up on the Black Album. Is, is this the Weezer that's... We're going to try and play to the radio. Yes. We're going to try and yeah. play to the pop hits. Yes. We're, we're going to try and make money off of this thing? This is that Weezer. Okay. This is not the Weezer that I enjoyed a few years ago with Everything Will Be Alright in the End mm-hmm. and with the White Album. This is the Weezer that we're getting now. <laughs> this is the Weezer that's closer to uh, last year's Pacific Daydream, except even poppier. Uh... Yeah, they're moving in that direction. Uh, so yeah, you, this is a love it or hate it kind of thing. Like if you are the kind of person who is really, really into their Toto cover, if you want to, if you can't get enough of Weezer's Africa, then you might want to check this out. If you like the Teal album, you might want to check this out. Like if you like the more poppy version of Weezer, this might be what you want. But if you want Blue Album, Pinkerton, Everything Will Be Alright in the End, White Album of Weezer, this is not that. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it really depends on how you go into this. Me personally, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I thought it was kind of lame. There's a whole song about about where it's basically Rivers talking about. Oh my god, it's like uh, something about drugs. I don't really. I didn't really follow. There's some like Beatles pastiche about him being really high. Get it? It's a metaphor. Yes. Um, oh, man, it's just. Really, really bad choices. <laughs> throughout. Throughout. Doesn't sound like a Weezer album? It is, though. It is, it though. It is, though. It's what they... Weezer is whatever they want to be at any given time in, like, history. Like, they, 
They are so free of anybody being able to tell them what to do at this point. They just literally do whatever they want. Whatever their whim is. So this sounds like the one for them instead of the two for me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one for for yeah for 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 getting their their name out there even more than it is. They had an island on Fortnite to promote this. That's the level of ubiquity <laughs> that Weezer wants to be right now. Uh, yeah, I didn't mention that in video game news, which is coming up, but which we don't need to. That happened. That happened. Okay, that happened. Weezer Island. You go over there, and Weezer music is playing. Except not the weeks of music you want to play. Anyways, so yeah, I don't know. Black album's out. Check it out if that sounds like something you'd like. Okay. Well, I may. Uh, you told me to check it out. It told me it came out. I it may. It exists. It exists. It's out I, there. I have time. I can probably check this out. All right. But that's what? It. That's all I listened to this week. Uh, I mean, I also listen to a lot more, but nothing. Uh, no. Yeah, okay. Um, one thing of note, apparently, some I think this was like last week or so, uh, some musician came out and said that Red Dragons is the new Nickelback. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> I didn't bother. I was like, yeah, it's some dude's opinion. But yeah, I was like, okay, I didn't know he was the aforementioned lead. Um, I believe it was the lead singer of Slipknot. I think so. Said this. It was the lead singer of Slipknot said that Imagine Dragons makes. Nickelback look good or something like that. It's the new Nickelback. <laughs> yeah. Is this a racist Nickelback or something? It's funny. <laughs> funny, but probably not actually. Yeah, different. it's funny. They're different things. They're both bad, but I feel like they're bad in different ways. I don't know if you can compare. But you know what also is bad? Slipknot. So who knows yeah. at this point who's correct here? Uh, they can all be wrong. <laughs> I'm going to say a name right now that's okay. going to be like a blast from the past. Uh-huh. But because we're actually Slipknot... I kind of need to mention CJ. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. We knew people who were into Slipknot. Yes. Oh my god. I remember, oh, fun Slipknot story, and I hope my sister never listens to this podcast, but there was a time, <laughs> there was a time where my sister was into good, some good weird, fan chat out there. some weird music, right? And I remember, uh, there was some, there was some time where she like, I swear, every like, time she would mention the music that she was listening to, it would be something radically different from what she used to. <laughs> and, I, and I take this as like, oh, maybe her close friends at that given part of history were like, here, you should try this. Mm-hmm. It was always something new. Well, there was a period of time where she did bring up Slipknot in conversation, and I think and one of my parents was in the car, and I think they asked, what's that? And she said, they're a Christian band. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just literally in the back of the car, Trying not to laugh because I know she's lying, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I think about that every time I think about Slipknot. Now it's like, there, good, good save, but no, not, not quite. My parents wouldn't know that. They don't know. They're like, oh, okay, Slipknot. Anyways, anyways, um, yeah, That's Magic fun. Dragons is now that type of band. Yeah, like I said, I don't like Magic Dragons. Do I think they're the worst thing ever? No. Oh, apparently, uh, so I didn't think this, but there's actually, like, someone actually, I was reading some comments about it, and someone made this note that actually struck me. It's that when Imagine makes a song or an album, they, it's very overproduced, it's very Mm -hmm. firmly linked, and they know when and where it's going to be a hit, whether it's, like, a summer hit or a winter hit. It's like, this is all formulaic, and that's why... They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. That's the thing. Is that's, that's why that but, almost is why I can't say that they're terrible. Is because even though I don't like it, 
So many people love them. But that's the thing, though. That yeah. At the end of the day, this is a business. You got to make money. And yeah. if you know how to make money, if there's an actual formula to make it, why wouldn't you use it? And plus, there's just so much music out there that if you that the, to me that there's no real reason to waste your energy being like talking about how bad the quote music of today is because if you're saying that you haven't done the research mm -hmm. it's like those people who say oh rock is dead it's like yeah radio rock maybe what the radio calls rock music yeah it's been dead for decades Rock music has always been alive, though. It's mm -hmm. just in places that you have to kind of dig to find. People who know, know. That's all you need to know. And they'll tell you if you ask them. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, that stuff always drives me crazy. It's like, it does. there's so much out there. You don't waste your energy being mad at the, uh, bad, about those things for too long. It does not make the good things worse. Also, the, the best way to voice your opinion is with your dollars and with your yeah. um, your streaming, what you listen to. In fact, as Casey Musgraves once said uh, in a song that she wrote, um, the pissing in, in their yard won't make yours any greener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. I see. I thought you were gonna go with "Follow Your Arrow" to where where it points. A different song, but different yeah, song, but same same concept. That too. All right, uh, let's move on, because I'm pointing our, ourselves into video games so we can wrap this up. Pointing ourselves into video games. Yep, and that means uh, upcoming games. What are our upcoming releases? We have the Caligula Effect, colon, Overdose for PlayStation, Switch, and PC. <laughs> Whatever the hell that is. It's, uh, I guess that's a party game? <laughs> <laughs> Not any party I want to come to. <laughs> That was, that was good. I appreciated that. Um, uh, but uh, what you're playing on, if you own a Switch, or sorry, a 3DS. If you own a 3DS, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn. That's a port of the Wii game, Kirby's Epic Yarn. With is, more stuff in it. I was going to say, is this like a Final Mix Plus version? Basically, yes. It's, Ultra, uh, it's Gold Edition? Is that original edition? game uh, that was on the Wii, uh, but with extra stuff. As the name extra implies. Hey, I finally play this because I didn't play this on the Wii. Uh, this was kind of towards the end of my Wii playing. Is this Wii Epic or Yarn. Wii U? It was a Wii game, not okay. a Wii U game. Epic Yarn dates back to 2010? 2010? Okay. So it's definitely a port, but uh, from what I said, that was a pretty good game. Uh, people loved it. Um, yeah, I only played it briefly once, so okay. I don't have a whole lot of experience with it. Well, if you have a charged 3DS, you can buy it and you can play it. That's true. But if you have uh, an actual console. Oh, burn. Oh, there's shots. 3DS right there. burn. Shots right there. Wow. Um, there is a game out from Capcom <laughs> that may tickle your fancy. It may. Uh, it may make you laugh. It may make you cry. It may be Devil May Cry. Five. <laughs> it is, in fact, it Devil is. May Cry 5. Yes, it is Devil May Cry 5 for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Um, this is your big game coming out this week. Um, fans of the series, enjoy it. I may actually check this out. I've been meaning to check out Devil May Cry games. They are fun to play with. They're big hack and slash, mindless adventures, but apparently there's also deep lore if you find it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick this up. 
Okay. Or at least I made red boxes. You'll, you'll, you'll try this out. Yes. Yeah, I haven't played a Devil May Cry. I played a little bit of four when that came out back right. in the day. I believe I played three when it came out. I didn't play the the the, the one that was the, the reboot of sorts called DMC. No. The one that Ninja Theory did. Yeah. That one was controversial because you either pretty much loved it or hated it. Right. I knew a lot of people were really, really into it, though. It said it played really well and had a cool story. But there are also a bunch of diehard fans that wanted it just to be four again and hated the character design of the lead guy. And that kind of overwhelmed all the positive into a big negative cloud. Which is why five brings back the characters from four and the first three games to kind of continue that story and pretend that DMC never happened. Yeah, they just go like, yeah, that, that game we made... It, it exists in its own universe, and we're not going to talk about that. So yeah. let's bring back the characters you do love and want to see. Right. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Um, this is. I feel like character action games, for me at least, I feel like Bayonetta did it so well that I'm a, I'm a little hesitant to go back. Well, for me, it'd be God of War that did it super well. Well, those are slightly different things. Yeah. But yes. Um, you're probably right to a certain extent. This is not going to go as far as God of War reboot did right. in making this modern. This, from what I understand, is very much like those old games. It's very much by the numbers. This is exactly what you want as a fan of the old for games. For better or for worse, perhaps? We'll find out next week. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm actually kind of excited to check this I out. I strongly recommend, though, looking at some reviews because I've seen... I've seen some things. Well, that's why I'm going to red box this yeah. thing before, and not like fully invest the 60 bucks on it. But yeah, Devil May Cry 5. Alright, sweet. The Devil uh, Might Cry. Yes. The so make bait. sure you have your tissues. That's why I said bring the tissues. <laughs> Devil Might Cry. Yeah. Alright, yeah. uh, but um, we'll, we'll talk about some news here. And we'll talk about this thing. Yeah, what's, what's next? Well, let's talk about some Sonic. 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 He goes fast. Yes, and is a hedgehog. Or is he? Was he? Will he still be? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Well, there's been a leak of Sonic's appearance <laughs> in his upcoming film, and really, it's laughable, and nobody is happy about it. No one this. is happy about it. So, no. yeah, before we had, like, a, 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 a poster that, like, teased, like... It was just his, his uh, here's some shadow. Legs. Here's some... Oh, yeah. Here's there, a there silhouette. Was the one with his legs, and there's Here's a silhouette. Yes. But now you've seen all of it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, as the leak comes, courtesy of Entertainment Branding's agency, Hamagami uh, Carol Inc., according to Eurogamer, um, Yuji Naka, the former head of Sonic Team and one of Sonic's original creators, yes. is, just like the internet, displeased Confused. with the leaked image yes. and is asking, is this even a Sonic movie? Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel, uh, quote, I feel that it is, a, it is important to look at the whole body uh, visual of Sonic and head, body, and stomach. Um, did you not get a little more balance? <laughs> uh, he added, uh, roughly translated uh, via Microsoft. So basically, Twitter, Twitter translate there. The guy who helped create the dude is like, this is not how we envisioned this going. Yeah, uh, Sonic wears gloves, not. White fur hands. hands. Uh, Sonic has oversized feet, yeah. not size seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird, weird look. Um, but ultimately, what did we expect? Uh, we expected <laughs> Paramount to f this up. Yeah. So really, this is par for the course. I mean, 
It does that. Like, if anything, it makes the Pokemon and Detective Pikachu trailer look even better. I was about to say that. Like, yeah. in a world where Detective Pikachu trailer is out, and then we see this, it's yeah, it's, it's two like different worlds. wow. It's like the B team, the C team. Yeah, I guess so. Because Pikachu, yeah, looks realistic-ish, and it looks like it could actually be a creature, but still manages to look cute. You're still like, oh, look at that Pikachu. And you still recognize that clearly that is As Pikachu. A Pikachu. That's a Pikachu I clearly the recognize. Sonic, however, is neither cute nor recognizable as Sonic. It looks like some sort of weird deformed Yeti. It's, it's <laughs> as if they said, here's all these Sonic designs. We want this to be unique. Yeah. And the team goes, but Sonic is iconic. So everyone knows what Sonic looks like. What do you mean unique? Like, yeah. you'll figure it out. And Just make it unique. They figured it out, I guess. For better or worse? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how the movie turns out. But just imagining Ben Schwartz's voice coming out of that thing is creeping me out. Wait, is Ben Schwartz? He's voice the voice Sonic? of Sonic. Oh, no! <laughs> He's going to get that paycheck! <laughs> Alright, let's move on. <laughs> Speaking of Parks and Rec. Speaking of Parks and Rec. <laughs> my favorite characters on the show, though. Oh, my God. So funny. Oh, God. It's never not funny when that character showed up. Anyways. It was super annoying, but also, like, on-spot hilarious. Oh, that's okay. uh, what else is happening in Speaking of games? things that are wrong, but on-spot hilarious. Yeah, oh, boy. Let's talk about EA. So EA, yeah. Oh, you mean uh, the the people who bring us Apex Legends? Yes. Uh, so EA has a quite a massive hit on their hands with Apex Legends. People are gravitating to it. It is quickly becoming yeah. one of the top streamed uh, yeah. games on Twitch. Yeah, people like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people like that game. Yeah, uh, people are also continuously saying how this game should be improved. Yeah, people are excited about Apex Legends. Which makes the story we're actually talking about the more hilarious. Oh uh, their other game. So the other game that came out last week, um, Anthem, the hotly anticipated game from EA and everybody's and favorite healthcare plan. Bio and BioWare, yes, Anthem, <laughs> not 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 crossed or blue or anything. Yeah, not blue cross. Uh, yes, Anthem um, from EA is here. It's out and. People want to literally deja give vu. it back. Yes, yes, we are having deja vu. <laughs> because we went through this originally yes. with um, Star Wars Battlefront 2. How uh, people wanted huh? to give it back. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, I know that's what you're talking about. <laughs> how they wanted to basically give the game back to EA. Say, please, complete this piece of work. Like, make it actually good. Yeah, well... No. 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 Okay, so let's be fair. This story is not actually about the quality of the product. Well, it is about the quality of the product, but it's not the quality of the actual game itself, I guess, but what the game is actually doing to people. So, I have the story here, and I noted, but yes. I'll bring an additional story at the end of this. Okay. So, users play Anthem on PlayStation 4. I am not, but people are. So, I have PlayStation 4. I wanted to play this on Anthem. Yeah. And then I saw this story, and I was like, yeah, not going to touch that thing with a 10-foot pole ever. <laughs> Just in case. So yes. What's happening? So, if you have a PS4 and you're playing Anthem, there may be, a, you may experience some um, 
some discomfort, some um, uneasiness, some crashes. Not the Bandicoot style. No. <laughs> uh, your PS4 can be bricked. Yes. A $400 brick. Yeah. Uh, which has prompted uh, EA to request uh, to request uh, from the community on Monday uh, what is going on and how can we fix it? Uh, while Anthem has already received numerous reports from users of game disruption bugs uh, since before the launch, this uh, particular issue is causing uh, PS4 players uh, to completely shut uh, PS4 games uh, versions of the game to completely shut down in the middle of gameplay and when you soft reboot your console it will not boot up yeah okay no uh one user report uh, described it as if they pulled the plug on the console from an electrical outlet and another uh wrote that the crash turned off their tv and console um the more reports of saying that they because their PS4s are basically four, five... Are we at ten years yet for this thing? No, no. Okay. Uh, basically really old that they're bricking, that the game is crashing, and because there is no warranty for them, they basically have to go out and buy a new console for all their stuff. And they're unable to save or back up any of their games because... That console is is basically dead. Yeah, so that sucks. Yeah. Um, this is one of the worst things that could ever happen. Especially from EA, you know. The big giant EA, which people already are very uneasy about, claiming it to be the worst company ever. Yeah, a couple times. A couple of times over. <laughs> uh, this is not helping at all. No, it's a really bad look. Uh, it seems like they're trying to get ahead of it by, like, saying, like, hey, you can go into your, um, when you get it back up and running, if you can. If you Big can. Big if you can. Yes. Um, uh, there's ways to go back into, like, some back-end thing in, like, safe mode and, like, fix the problem. So they're saying don't go straight out and buy a new console quite yet if you, this does happen to you. But some people don't have that option, especially those with older consoles. Right. Also, there's uh, looked on or people have looked on forums to help solve this issue, yeah. and even they, uh, the the huge gaming community that this has happened to, has no solution. No, no, one hundred percent. No. But yeah, it's it's a complicated thing, and it sucks. This has not been to everybody. I should note. So no, if you pick up a, a copy of Anthem right now and play it on your PS4, it's not guaranteed to break your console. Yes, it's just uh, that there are enough of these being reported that it's a thing that EA is aware of. Yes, and do note that this is also not just for the physical version. Right. This is for digital both physical and digital as well. So yeah, here's hoping that EA figures some patch out, releases a patch very soon, and that prevents this from happening, because that's a huge problem. Want to know what else is a huge problem? What? This next thing I'm going to talk about. Oh, what else is happening in the world of Anthem? So, um, I saw this issue, this issue, this PS4 bricking issue. So I decided to delve into other problems Anthem has been having. Okay. One of them, particularly with gameplay, or uh -oh. not gameplay, because uh -huh. that is a constant thing going on with this buggy of a game, but rather the uh, weapons they provided. Oh, I've as, heard. as I've heard some of this. As some uh, players have noted, 
the base weapon that you get is just as powerful as yeah. some of the epic legendary uh, yes. weapons in the game. Yes. Um, even weapons that are buffed at like 200% damage still require the same, if not more shots, than the basic weapon you start out with. <laughs> yes. They, uh, gamers have gone on and recorded them shooting the shooting an enemy four times with the basic weapon and doing this as much damage as four shots from an overpowered weapon. <laughs> That's not a good look. That's not a good look. Now, <laughs> EA has said that this is meant to be a scaling issue, but... This is more than just a scaling issue. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, when you do, when you say like weapons get two hundred percent damage, you require to do one shot kills on weapons compared to your base weapon that requires four yeah. eight shots. The base weapon should always be lower, like have less power than the things you find. That should just be a rule. Right. This means that the numbers that they throw out at you as you hit them don't mean mean jack squat, <laughs> which is kind of. When I kind of thought the first time I saw numbers popping up of dudes in Anthem footage, I was like, or sorry, yeah, Anthem. Yeah. I You're thinking what we were talking about <laughs> still. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, for a second there, I thought I was thinking about Apex Legends. Okay. And then I went back to Anthem. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, like, there's no impetus to get loot if you can stick with the thing you start with. Like, that breaks your entire loot loop. Yeah. Also, my favorite uh, flavored cereal. Loot loops. Loot loops. Woo! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, that so, yeah. game doesn't seem very Anthem, good. Anthem uh, feels rushed to everyone. Even yeah. for people who have said who have completed the game have said that there's no real instance to go back to it. Yeah. The story is very flat. There's sparks of good stuff from like the people who worked on it uh. in terms of like graphics and game and um, was it scenery? What am I trying to think of? Environments. Environments. Yeah. 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 There's, there's, good there's work just stuff there. That some in some places. But overall, man. overall, this game mess. Yeah. Uh. All right. Anyway, that brings us to thoughts. And one quick thought. Uh, you play a video game. I play Kingdom Hearts, and Wait just a. Can you talk about this? Yes. Uh, just real briefly, it has sold five million units. Yeah. It, uh, sure it has. has confirmed. DLC. It has confirmed patches for updated story content and uh, for critical mode, which was severely missing. Yeah. Um, they has confirmed that there will not be a final mix, but instead they're going to do updates at uh, DLC as a way of them giving out the final. Yeah. So you don't have to go out and buy a right. whole new game. Smart, I think. Uh, uh, before we move on to, th I don't, have, I didn't play any video games, but before we continue on with thoughts. Um, I want to mention one breaking piece of news that actually hit about an hour or two ago. Nintendo announced the new um, uh, Labo kit, which is way more... Uh, uh, advanced? Yeah, advanced than the previous kits. This one... Drum roll, please. Bum. Brings Bum. virtual Bum. reality to the Bum. Switch. Oh! It's VR for the Switch. So... Funny you mention this because about a year or two ago, I was reading um, some specs or watching videos on some specs for Nintendo Switch, putting in patent contents for 
a AR VR experience. So this is that coming to fruition okay. in the form of a Labo pack. So, if, in case you don't remember, because it went very came and went very quickly, Labo is the uh, do-it-yourself cardboard craft making kit that came out for Switch, where you could make like robots, armor, little birds that fly. You could make all sorts of fun stuff. This, however, a little bit more in depth and a little bit more focused on games. You're literally making a cardboard contraption with VR lenses to attach to your Switch to use as a VR headset a la Gear VR, a la the phone-driven VRs that we see. A la here's your... Google Cardboard, those kinds of things. Yeah, Google Cardboard, where here's your thing, just slide your phone in, and then you have automatic VR experience. This is that, except with Switch. So, that's all we know so far. Uh, Nintendo hasn't given a release date, they just announced that this thing exists. They also haven't released a price for it yet. I would assume this is probably going to be more expensive than the previous kits because it's got to actually have those lenses in it. Mm-hmm. So I would say probably $80 or more. That's my guess. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is... Uh, and I, but I don't know... And I also don't know whether this will be just released with uh, Labo, the, the, the game card, or if there will be an, expan- uh, like an expansion set that's just the, 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 the cardboard and maybe they update the Labo game. I don't know how this works. But... This seems interesting and uh, will presumably lead to Nintendo-developed VR games to be used for this thing. I could definitely see this being VR, the the expansion for VR in this. Yeah. Um, the Switch, as we all know now, is super portable. You can slide those hands off and use each controller or each Joy-Con as its own controller. The only concern I have about this, though, is that the... Uh, pixel density and the resolution of its Switch screen is lower than the average smartphone by a considerable margin. It's like 600, right? It's, I mean, it's a 1080 screen. Right. But, but most phones on the market are way higher than 1080 now. Well, yeah, they're like, they're, they're yeah. reaching 4K. They're, they're pretty good screens these days. So even, so when you have to consider that phone-based VR is way behind PC VR, then you can only imagine how much further behind Switch VR will be. Switch VR's resolution will have to be very, very low, and thus the games will have to be even more simplistic than the phone VR games. That will be limiting. So that's why I'm thinking that this is just going to be a Nintendo thing. I really doubt that VR developers will even bother putting their games on Switch after this thing comes out. Because it will just be so below the technology threshold, it won't be worth their time. Yeah, but what if you do it like a Super Mario Maker, where you have people create their own games, Maybe. create their own VR experience? Bring back uh, uh, WarioWare yeah. DIY two for the Switch VR. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, it's built in. Just people share, share your games. Maybe. Um, also, this means VR porn coming to Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. Easy. Always. <laughs> Easy joke. All right. Uh, well, uh, that's all I have to say about video games. Uh, I have nothing else of note in video games, then. Um, I think I, that... Yeah. I finished... I, I talked about last week I finished Crackdown 3. Yeah. Did you get all the things? I jumped back into it three, briefly and tried to like gather more orbs, but like I said, there's no way to ping them. There's no mm. way to be sure where they are, so it would just be sitting next to a guide and I just don't want to do that. I don't have right. time to do that. Well, I, tre- I, I treasure my time more than that. 
Well, you do have time to plug us away, though. Oh, so, and I, I brought my 3DS back out to maybe jump back into Pokemon uh, Moon. Yeah. I did, the same thing that happened last time I did this happened again. And I'm just finding a bunch of pocket card jockeys. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. I opened that thing and I'm like, oh yeah, pocket card jockey. And the next thing I know is three hours later. That happens to me all the time. <laughs> that freaking game. game that freaking game is built built to screw you over, I swear. Anyways, so yes, now let's wrap this show up. Alright, let's wrap this up. That's so it. let's plug away. For this the has been, podcast. Yeah, this has been the Meat Belt Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Yeah, thank you. We are live on YouTube on Wednesday nights. That'll be sometime after 7 o'clock probably now. Uh, yeah. Pacific time. So stay tuned. Uh, but yeah, you can find us on YouTube. Just search Media Boat Podcast. You'll find our page. Like and subscribe. Subscribe and you'll hear when we go live. So that way you don't have to know a normal time. Because we don't have one right now. Uh, if you want to listen to the audio version, we also have that for you. Just go on to Apple Podcasts or any similar RSS feed driven podcast interface and you can find us just search media Bow podcast we also have media per, social media presence we're on twitter at media Boatcast. we're on facebook media Boat podcast just search that and you'll find our page like it comment please you can also email us i always forget to do this one media Boat podcast at gmail.com e- email us there and you can ask us questions we're open to any questions suggestions you've got if you also want to put your money where your mouth is, you can donate to us at patreon.com slash mediavote. Yeah, just hold a $100 bill right in front of your mouth. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But some people should do No, it. I'm kind of hungry right now. I could probably eat a $100 you bill. You probably eat a $100 yeah. bill. Um, I could eat $100 worth of food. That's a lot of food. <laughs> uh, yeah, you should. Oh, speaking of food, this has nothing to do with the podcast. I tried a Whopper for the first time in my life. Wait, what do you mean for the first time in I your life? I never had a Whopper. What? Yeah, no, I never had a Burger King Whopper. You go to Burger King, though, right? I used to. I haven't gone in years. But it's Burger King, the king of burgers. Yeah. What are your thoughts about the Whopper before I tell you what I thought? I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. It's a burger. I mean, I think there's more, like, fluff in it than an actual burger. Fluff. I call it fluff. Fluff? Yeah, I, I call the vegetables fluff. Oh, come on. <laughs> vegetables are the best part. I thoroughly enjoyed my Whopper, and I okay. intend on getting more. Okay. I, I have not been able to think about any other food since I had it. I like it that much. <laughs> not even like a Wendy's? <laughs> yeah. I think Wendy's, it's better than a the Wendy's. The Baconator? I think it's better than a Baconator. I didn't like the Baconator, actually, when I tried it. You like the son of Baconator. No, I didn't even like the son of Baconator. Oh. I, I like, like the Big Bacon Classic. That That's what it is. That's what that it is. is. The Big Bacon Classic. That's even, that was good, but this is good in a different way, even from that. Like, it's, it has a lot of the same... It's crossover, actually, is pretty similar, uh, uh, recipe-wise. You can even get the Whopper with bacon, which is actually what I had. We can put some bacon on it? I put... Aw, oh, shit. I put some <laughs> bacon, bacon on it. it. Uh, but yes, um, I, I thoroughly am at some point during this week going to get another one of those because I really enjoy it. Well, maybe we'll go on, uh, Saturday. Who knows? Maybe. All right. That will wrap up, uh, Media Book Podcast. I already did the plugs, so yes. we're done. Let's get out of here. All right. Let's go. Uh, uh, we're going to leave. Bye. <laughs>